0: I think I can sum up the show for you with one word, nothing.
1: And now, giving you access to the locker rooms and the minds of the independent scene, here are the curtain jerkers of pro wrestling podcasting, Mike Crockett. Actually, I prefer to be called maestro. And the kingpin, Brian Malonis.
0: He's the whiz, and nobody beats him.
1: This is the wrestling podcast about nothing on the New Age Insider's Wrestling Network.
0: Welcome to the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, episode 70, presented by BDARadio.com. There are so many wrestling podcasts out there covering every facet of the business. So we went to BDA Radio and said we had a different idea for a podcast. Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. They said, what's wrestling podcast about? We said nothing. And thankfully, I said, we think you may have something here. So here we are. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast, currently on an extended hiatus from the ring, and joining me as always is a veteran of the New England Independent Matt Wars, the Irresistible Force, The Immovable Object, and with my apologies to Damien from Indie Pop, the Kingpin, Brian Salty Malonis. Ho ho
1: ho. Well, you made me this way, Mike.
0: So no. <laughs> I learned it by watching you. Is yes, that what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah, you've uh you're a little uh bitter this evening. I'm not bitter. The lot lots of uh tweets of negativity and anger and no. sarcasm. Sarcasm.
1: Okay. That's accurate. Of... Sarcasm's accurate.
0: Okay, lots lots of that kind of stuff. Well, from I you.
1: see lots of the crying and complaining on uh on Twitter, that's all. The IWC
0: <laughs> the the internet wrestling community is Stone Cold likes yes, to talk about. It's
1: a bunch of crybaby bitches.
0: All right, we better right, get right into this, Brian. <laughs> it is time for the SummerSlam Summit. Usually we have a panel of folks, but, uh, you know, how things worked out is just you and me here.
1: Yes, indeed.
0: It's just you and me, kid. And uh, it's. Which some- is good.
1: It means that when we're done, I can kick you out and go to sleep. <laughs> SummerSlam
0: 2017, of course, tonight. Uh, you're listening to this Monday morning, but we are recording immediately following the show, and we're going to get this up there, and you're going to be hearing this Monday morning. And uh, Kingpin, to start this whole thing off, I kind of refuse to sit through all that pre match stuff. I mean, things started at 5 o'clock in the afternoon, Eastern time. Is that correct?
1: Really? You're gonna make me do this to you. So what
0: you're gonna I, make me do this. So to what you. I did, Brian,
1: <laughs>
0: I sat. I, I'm not watching the pre the pre show stuff. So I boycotted the first two and a half hours of the show. Get right to the main start, Right to the main card. The first match, of course, was SmackDown Women's Championship: Naomi versus Natalia. Was it now, right? Mike?
1: What was it now, what, Mike? What? Why are you looking What's, at me like that? Oh, so what did you think of uh, John Cena, Baron Corbin, then?
0: Those are the pre-show, pre-show, the two and a half hour
1: pre-show. Two and a I- half hour pre-show. The show started at seven.
0: Oh, I, I must have. Uh, I was a little late.
1: Yeah, yeah, this is a, this is a common trend uh, of, we're supposed to do this. Supposed to come over for a pay-per-view because we're recording afterwards, and I get a text from you, usually in the neighborhood of four or five o'clock. Oh, I'm just going into a movie now. So this is like this may be like the fourth time. This is this has happened where it's like I got this thing that I'm doing at this certain time, and I've had all day. I've had this. I've had this. I have. had this i have had this specific plan for a week now, but now I have to spontaneously decide to go to the movies at four thirty in the afternoon. Brian, you're salty again. I'm very salty about this. You're salty, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Brian. It, lots of things happened today. We had uh, change of plans. I was supposed to have a big cookout today. And uh, things didn't happen. Things didn't come together the way I thought they would. Oh, what well, so. happened
1: the other three times? Then
0: uh, I don't remember.
1: So, so I'm supposed to just, I'm supposed to just accept all these excuses when this behavior has become completely a trend.
0: Okay, Brian, I apologize. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, I'm going to hand the reins over to you to talk about the first two and a half hours. No, we just will not talk
1: about it. Hell with it.
0: Okay, it was the Hardy Boys <laughs> and Jason Jordan versus the Miz, Curtis Axel, Bo Dallas. Who won that one?
1: The Miztourage in an empty arena match.
0: <laughs> you you show me a photo. There yes. was literally like 10 people out there.
1: Yeah, apparently, because this match went on about like 545. Yes. And I think they opened doors at like 530. So during this match and then also during the Cruiserweight title match, which was next, they kept put, just continuously putting over. There's a sea of humanity outside. All these people trying <laughs> to get in. And then they showed camera shots, uh, the same camera shot over and over again uh, of people waiting outside. Well. just recycled 12 times it's and it's a sea of humanity out there folks people are fighting you know beating down the doors to get in here so
0: they have what, like one double door to
1: get all these people. apparently uh, so. apparently it, I mean, it was like wrestlemania in dallas there where they legitimately did have trouble getting people yeah like a huge into the building.
0: but uh yeah okay so that match the six man uh wasn't a six-man tag team title. <laughs> that's only a Ring
1: of Honor Kingpin. Yeah, yeah, it's not a six—not a six-man tag team title. Just a six-man, six-man tag team empty arena match.
0: And the Miz Taraj <laughs> comes out on top. And of course, Tazawa this past Monday on Raw won the Cruiserweight Championship from Neville. But here it was the rematch. It was on the pre-show this Akira par- Tazawa. This is a
1: partial empty arena match.
0: Yes, a partial arena match. And Neville, from what I am told, from what I understand, this was
1: a TNA house show. cruiserweight title match
0: (laughs) (laughs) through my sources i am told that neville regained the cruiserweight championship am i correct
1: you are correct and uh why the hell put it on to sour to be i guess to get one more match out of the feud right
0: i guess so carry that thing along okay then it was the new day which combination of the new day was it
1: uh, this was Big E and Xavier Woods.
0: Okay, and they challenged, uh, or they were the champions going in against the Usos, and apparently they're a new SmackDown Tag Team Champions of the universe and planet.
1: There is, and until the main event, Mike, this was probably the match of the night, and you missed it. Really? The match was fantastic. Wow. So uh- I don't take copious notes like you. I just watch and enjoy, but it was the match was fantastic.
0: All right, so good to know. I'll go back uh, on the network if you let me use your password, and I'll check that. Out. <laughs> still don't have
1: the, uh, still don't have it, huh? <laughs> no.
0: See, we could have made this a lot easier, Brian, if I had just gone home and then just bought the network and then watched it, and then we could. Do this uh, remotely, perhaps.
1: Oh, like I originally suggested.
0: Yes, but then I wanted to see your face, Brian. <laughs> and
1: plus, you said you're getting
0: pizza. So
1: <laughs> that's the way things work out.
0: And I, but I made it here, Brian. I did miss, though, as you mentioned, John Cena versus Baron Corbin. You missed John Cena burying young talent <laughs> and demanding to win. Yes, you missed and uh so so he did defeat baron corbin john cena
1: did yeah tonight apparently i saw on the internet was the death of baron corbin's career too he will never recover from this one loss at a pay-per-view ever again he is just crushed it would probably uh be future endeavor tomorrow so at least that's what i read on the internet
0: Okay, so I guess you heard it here first.
1: <laughs> no, 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 it was all over the internet <laughs> <All right>. already. <laughs> so uh,
0: thorough. So from there, it was when I walked in the SmackDown Women's Championship, Naomi defending against Natalia, and um, this one, it was a Women's Championship match. I was just getting settled in, so it was uh, a lot of, of uh,
1: stuff and pizza down your gullet.
0: Well, no, actually, I didn't I didn't <laughs> do that. yet. I was I was getting the computer set up and. Uh, there are lots of uh, things going on around me to, to distract me from the uh, the task at hand, yes. but I managed to find a way. Yeah, I
1: mean. Young Michael Malone is paying you uh, proper respects with a handshake. He sure was. <laughs> and
0: uh, yeah, I don't think we're going to get much into uh, the state of the commentary this evening because I don't think I heard much of it. I I heard
1: like none of the commentary (laughs) other than other than a uh, a preposterous statement in the main event. We can talk about then.
0: Okay, so uh, (laughs) the Naomi versus Natalia match. Um, So I I remember the flurry of kicks by Naomi. That never really looks particularly devastating where she does like, you know, the high kicks or just kicking her. It looks kind of goofy and awkward, Um, (laughs) but uh, then Natalia catches her leg and uh, throws her down into a split, which uh,
1: made me cringe.
0: It, I'm guessing probably doesn't hurt her, but looks like it. Uh, you know, it does <laughs> damage. It does damage, indeed. Uh, so, a sharpshooter by Natalia was countered into a uh, a throw. She basically uh, rolled through. Did Naomi and. Natalia hit the bottom turnbuckle, and this is the first time that the pay per view went out on us. Kingpin, we
1: had Ugh.
0: internet issues or, or network issues all yeah, evening.
1: Again, I, my source being the internet, uh, lots of uh, problems. I think <laughs> on the internet, on the uh, stream of the of the pay per view or whatever we're calling them these days. So
0: yeah, let us know on at the Wpan on Twitter if you had uh, any issues with the network on this evening as we did, but uh, there was a. Come back, and then Natalia cut her off again. Had the sharpshooter and won. <laughs> Natalia
1: Yeah, we had the, we saw it on the replay when we when we got back on.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. And Natalia had one via sharpshooter, and Naomi a, a single tear streams down her face. She's very disappointed that she lost the championship to Natalia and a new SmackDown Women's Champion.
1: It sounds crazy to me. People who can cry on cue like that.
0: Yeah, you can't cry anytime (laughs) it's it's, it's always amazing to you when something like that can happen when someone shows emotion you're so uh flabbergasted by that
1: it's not true i show emotion all the time i just well yeah just anger and rage (laughs) those are emotions (laughs) (laughs) another cry baby like you oh i'm sorry Uh, Uh, (laughs) watching watching sad movies all the time
0: Uh, And uh, and makes you feel, uh, you know, makes you feel something. (laughs) Someday you'll feel something, Brian. Someday.
1: I'm dead on the inside. (laughs) That I know. (laughs) I know for a fact. Okay.
0: The next match was the shark cage match. Enzo Amore stuck in a shark cage for the Battle of the Bigs. Big show, big cast, one on one.
1: Yeah, this was not good. (laughs) Uh, Well, it
0: started with Enzo's promo. Which we couldn't hear a lot of it, but it was going on, and the crowd wasn't really feeling it. It felt like, no. and you theorized that perhaps uh, they gave him the old—they uh, cut him off. Yeah,
1: I, I, yeah. I, don't, I mean, I guess I don't really know, obviously, right. but uh, yeah, you don't no. have your inside sources. No, no, you didn't check in with
0: them. Okay, but
1: uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they they gave him I gave him the hook or or if that was a planned interruption. But the promo was definitely just dragging on and usually Enzo promos are usually pretty good, pretty on point. Uh, I don't even know what the hell he was saying at this point.
0: Yeah, it was... uh in the, the crowd didn't seem to either. And uh, thankfully, mercifully, he was cut off by Big Cass's music. And then Big Show, of course, came down uh, last, and they got a close-up of the Big Show's broken hand, which was injured at the hands of Cass last week on Raw. So that will play into the match. Uh, so Enzo was in this shark cage. They raised it up, and he's up there doing his dance and everything and uh. moving around and... and how does this guy, this guy has apparently no fear of heights whatsoever. <laughs> Nothing. He's dancing. This thing is shaking back and forth. It's, you know, it's, it's ridiculous.
1: I mean, to be fair, it wasn't really all that high. It was maybe like the top of a steel cage. Okay. All right. I'll give, you, I'll give you that. Well, yeah, it wasn't like it was like, you know, hundreds of feet in the air or something. It was, if he fell out of it, it would have been like, oh, that was, that was that's a little far bump. But he seemed, <laughs> he
0: seemed very comfortable just uh, you yeah, know, he did. dancing in a cage. You must have learned that from some of uh, his friends in the industry <laughs> uh, <laughs> that we've heard about. Yes. Um, so uh, Big Show attempted to do a Vader bomb, that Vader bomb elbow drop that he likes to do out of the corner, and he lands in the bad hand. And I'm not quite sure if he hits it, if that's <laughs> going to be any better
1: for him. Apparently, that'll be fine. Funny observation is uh, Big Cass, I think, had more tape on his arms than the Big Show had on his broken hand. (laughs) (laughs) So
0: at one point, uh, Michael Cole talks about the sold-out WWE universe.
1: It is sold out.
0: It's not a sold out crowd. It's the sold out universe.
1: That's why you don't have the network. It's sold out.
0: <laughs> the universe sold it out. It's. Just...
1: I wish. I, I wish they would limit the amount of subscribers so the live feed wasn't so shitty. Yeah, this is
0: the the. Termi- we, got, we got
1: the standard definition tonight. <laughs>
0: we did for a lot of that. We did. Uh, yeah, the terminology just with the the universe is gets silly sometimes. Uh, anyway, back to the match. Uh, so show does a comeback with the uh, you know favoring you know going with the left hands left hands left-handed choke slam at one point there's a kick out so enzo at this point takes his shirt off attempts to squeeze through the bars he gets he gets a little bit through there but no then he takes his pants off and he has baby oil kind of attached to his leg yeah
1: why wouldn't he just use the baby oil the first time
0: uh I don't if know, he knows just, it, if he
1: knows he had it
0: i don't know he just wanted to get a feel for it <laughs> See if maybe you could do without. But he had the baby, baby oil. He squeezes it all over him. He squeezes uh, through the cage. So now he's standing on the edge of the cage on the outside, and he kind of finds his way gingerly yeah, to – Big
1: cast watching him the whole time.
0: Yes, and he finds his way gingerly, uh, you know, climbs his way down, Hits the mat. Immediately big booted in the face (laughs) by Big Cass. So Enzo still uh, can't buy a break in the WWE. (laughs) Uh, So lots of big boots from there. From Big Cass. uh, These ones to Big Show. uh, Then the Empire Elbow to the heart of the dastardly Big Show. And Big Cass gets the win. That is the Shark Cage match. Big Cass over the big show and that is that
1: and the shark cage playset sure shirthead store is very soon <laughs> i think it already is oh it is oh yes. there you go there you uh, go
0: so then you went backstage and it was kurt angle and daniel bryan and they're promoing the matches in the show that we've already know we're watching there's no really reason to say hey we have a title match coming up so they got to a, a yes and no debate. It was
1: a pretty entertaining little segment. It was fine. It was yes, no. Are we turning into Tarzan here?
0: Uh, Jesus Christ. Going on the yes and the no. This is the Zodiac. What's going on here? <laughs> anyway, okay. from there, Nostradamus, a.k.a. Brian Malonis, <laughs> predicted this one. Randy Orton versus Rusev. So, um... Randy Orton introduced first, goes to his pose on the uh, on the ropes. Rusev hits him from behind. No entrance for Rusev. He attacks him from the bell, takes him to the outside, does an overhead slam on Randy Orton into the barricade. So Orton is down. He's possibly out, but uh, they get him back in the ring. And Orton is, uh, you know, he's out. He's on the mat. The referee is attempting to see if he can get to his feet so they can actually ring the bell because the bell hasn't rung yet at this point. So uh, Randy finally gets to his feet. The match begins. The bell rings. And you predicted a Kingpin. (laughs) Rusev runs in. Uh, Randy avoids. He charges into the corner, comes out, Randy hits the RKO on Rusev, one, two, three, just like that. Your winner, Randy Orton.
1: Another young guy buried. Yes. That's what I read on the internet. <laughs> the death of Rusev's career.
0: I think I think that was from you.
1: That's that's your that's right. tweet. I, I, I I I wish I could claim uh originality on that, but uh alas I can't. I stole yeah. it. It was lifted. It was lifted, and, and, and it was also. Uh, uh, there should be a universal font for sarcasm because it's being very sarcastic. Again, Rusev will never recover, ever. Might as well just retire.
0: Well, uh, Rusev looking very lean.
1: He's very looking very handsome. Is that what you're saying?
0: Well, that too.
1: Handsome Rusev.
0: He's got it all. He's got it all <laughs> except for the victory tonight at <laughs> Summerslam.
1: Uh, so he had some more- Lana though. That's a pretty good consolation prize. Yeah. He's like in his hotel room with Lana right now.
0: Ain't nothing wrong with that
1: kid. No, I just have. I'm right there with you. Jesus. <laughs> I'd like. I'd like to be in my hotel room in Lana right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we had some network issues again from
0: there. Kingpin. Uh, you know, there was a backstage segment with Sasha Banks and Bailey that we didn't really get to
1: see. Sorry. Due to issues. I'm <laughs> sure. I'm sure there's big payoff.
0: <laughs> I'm sure. So the Raw Women's Title. Is what we're leading to here. Sasha Banks out first versus Alexa Bliss. Of course, Sasha wearing her new <laughs> ring jacket, How which you describe it set the world abuzz. buzz. <laughs> lots of people, lots of women these days with the big headgear kind of things. I, I she like hold it up though. Yeah, it seemed like she was kind of yeah keeping it keeping it erect. If you know what I mean. <laughs> What, Mike Mills? <laughs> yeah, <hold on. laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> 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 Nothing live about Mike Mills this entire thing. This entire match. So uh shout out to uh the creator of Sash Banks Gear and a lot of the gear here, Mikazi of course. Sasha booed a little bit more than Alexa Bliss was. I think a part of that is because, you know, of course, they announced from Boston, Massachusetts. Well, I
1: did find out from our good friend Mike Mills during the show. I was uh, texting with him that apparently the IWC has turned on Sasha a little bit.
0: Well, I know that Denim Fritz has.
1: Apparently, that's like a thing, though. The internet internet wrestling community has turned on her a bit. So the the online peeps have. um, So, because I was wondering, like, when did that happen? When did. When did Sasha Banks not uh, become just like the darling of the wrestling world?
0: No, yeah. I, I. It's more Charlotte. It's more Alexa Bliss. Yeah, I think she has fallen out of favor a little bit.
1: It's so, f- so fickle.
0: Fickle. So fickle. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Bliss was on top early in this match. And um, what do we got here? There's lots of hair-centric stuff in the beginning. Does, does that even hurt if the hair is not yours? That's my <laughs> question. Extensions.
1: Yeah. Pull out a weave?
0: Yeah, there's, lo- there's a lot of hair pulling and all that kind of stuff going on. Sounds like off. your
1: Saturday night, huh, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> At
0: one point, you asked if Alexa Bliss barked. I
1: thought she did.
0: But she said ref. It was ref, Brian, not ref. But the rough. way it
1: came out, and then her voice and her high pitch, like, screaming. Yeah, exactly. It sounded like she barked. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but no. There is uh lots of heat by Alexa Bliss put on to Sasha Banks in this match. Caged heat? It was <laughs> oh, Jesus. So uh, oh, Kramer. Sa- Sasha mounts a comeback and the crowd just not really into this match.
1: No, the I thought the crowd was actually dead a lot of the night.
0: Yeah, th- this I mean I mean of course they get into it by the main event.
1: <laughs> to be to be to be fair, this is already like two and a half hours of wrestling they've been watching
0: (laughs) yeah but uh so at one point alexa ends up on sasha's back and banks kind of whips her forward by the legs into the turnbuckle hits the top turnbuckle i'm not really sure how to call that but yeah there's that whole gimmick bliss goes for her ddt and it is reversed by sasha into the backstabber and bank statement and alexa gets to the ropes then banks is out on the apron Alexa Bliss on the floor. She pulls the ring skirt out from under Sasha's feet. And, of course, she tumbles to the floor. And now Sasha Banks lands on her shoulder, selling the shoulder the rest of the way out. They tease the count out. Uh, Banks does get back in, though. And Bliss goes to work on the arm. And Alexa hits her splash off the top rope. But there is a kick out. The bank statement is uh, applied again shortly thereafter um alexa goes to the ropes but banks pulls her back further so she can't get to it there's a tap out sasha banks wins the raw women's championship for the fourth time in her uh, young career
1: yeah she is on pace to break rick flair's uh, and john cena's co-record of being a world champion sometime in 2019
0: we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> keep an eye on that folks so yeah the crowd just
1: uh it's her fourth title reign but she's been a champion a total of what like maybe two months
0: yeah, yeah, and there's a period of time where her and Charlotte would yeah, just yeah she hasn't she
1: hasn't had one lengthy reign with it yet yeah so, so maybe they'll maybe they'll let her you know hold it for a bit now.
0: I, I mean, I, I kind of saw this. I mean, this is this is the first match that I got that I predicted correctly.
1: <laughs> we do our
0: predictions for the Check in the Boots podcast for the uh, podcast challenge series, and every match up to this one I got incorrect. I picked every single one wrong. But I figure that the, the whole Bailey getting injured thing, Sasha winning the title, that's going to play into their story, and it's going to be Bailey and Sasha finally down the line, probably leading into WrestleMania. So that was my thought. So I think Sasha might keep it for a little while, but you never know what's going on out there with the uh, people backstage at WWE. Well, why
1: don't you find out?
0: Uh, I'll, I'll call my people.
1: This will, this will make this podcast a lot easier if we, could just, if we just – Know everything ahead of time. People will just listen to us and be like, "Hey, these guys get everything right." Get those dirt sheets out.
0: <laughs> All right. Next was a KFC commercial where there was.
1: Uh, oh, oh, you missed this. What's you missed you, you. You missed this. So they did this commercial during the pre-show, right? And then Shawn Michaels, like the the clips they show during the pay-per-view of Shawn Michaels, he actually came out and did the did the damn entrance on the pre-show.
0: Oh really? Yes. So that wasn't pre-taped.
1: Oh, it was pre-taped at <laughs> on the pre-show. Oh,
0: okay. Well, so there was no people in the crowd when he was doing it.
1: Uh it was late. It was like later on. It was towards the end of the pre-show. Okay. So that the crowd had actually started to fill in. Nicely. Yeah. Yes, they were filling in nicely. But uh, arguably the goat.
0: That's what they say. Yeah.
1: That's what they uh, say. Uh, was dressed s- as fucking Colonel Sanders doing the full HBK thing
0: sounds good to me sounds good to me but uh sure it was a good payday yeah the kfc yeah, it's finger looking good but uh not a lick humor in this whole thing i didn't uh <laughs> find it particularly uh, humorous
1: what do you mean he has your kids
0: he does have kids <laughs> and then uh our truth was just dressed that way just because <laughs> yes that, that was the only thing that might have got a, a slight my, my lip turned <laughs> upward slightly but there's no <laughs> laugh to be had not to be had uh Right, well, we'll go from there to the match between
1: you know, you know who you know who probably did love it though. Who's that? Fitz McMahon. <laughs> of course. Well there
0: wasn't a pie humor, so
1: But he loves our truth, right? Isn't that the uh you I know, guess that rumor? He thinks our truth is hilarious.
0: Is that rumor in your window?
1: Yes. <laughs> All right. Roll tied on that.
0: Oh god. Bray Wyatt versus the demon, Finn Balor. Not the demon king, Kingpin. Sorry. He lost his crown. He is now...
1: I was just trying to get people to watch our video tonight.
0: (laughs) He's now simply just the demon. And, of course, we saw last week on Raw, Finn Balor was covered with that viscous acidic liquid. (laughs) So fucking stupid. And they've said that a number of times. Can't they just say blood? (laughs) No, it's not. It's viscous acidic liquid. It's Val. (laughs) V-A-L.
1: Oh, maybe... uh Maybe a nod to Valvinus. Maybe he's coming back. Hello, ladies. (laughs) Maybe we can have a cum dripping t shirt again. (laughs) (laughs) How can we describe that in 2017, Mike? Oh, my. It's (laughs) a viscous, uh, viscous cloudy liquid. I don't don't know. Oh,
0: good gravy. Uh, could be described as good gravy, too. (laughs) Depending on who the uh, recipient
1: is. Thank you very much. Uh,
0: So. Uh early on, um Wyatt bails out. He's this guy, the demon, is even too weird for Bray Wyatt. That's kind of the story of this match. That's yeah. he's been he's met his match. <laughs>
1: Apparently he did. He was Bray Wyatt was getting tossed around like a like a 120 pound man.
0: Yeah, you were uh, a little uh miffed.
1: miffed, or surprised yeah, miffed or- but just like Bray Wyatt's three hundred pounds. Finn Balor's like one ninety.
0: Well, he's demonic. <laughs>
1: Apparently, so uh, superhuman strength.
0: So you talked about uh, Kingpin when Bray Wyatt pulled the demon through the ropes from the floor and then suplexed him out to the floor. Yes, you said
1: what? <laughs> it's gonna be on every indie show next weekend. <laughs> not, not you though. You said you, you're not, you're not doing. Oh, no, not right? bumping on the floor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: Sister Abigail is attempted a couple times by Bray Wyatt. No go each time. Lots of big bumps in this match, just both of them just bumping all over the place, working hard. Uh, at one point, Bray Wyatt says, I got him, <laughs> and that is universal,
1: that is the universal rule. It's like the Billy, Billy, Billy Madison spot, I got him. No, no, you don't, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you say that, there's no
0: way you're winning the match. If ever you ever say it's, it's over, <laughs> I got him, those are rules. If ever, every anytime you say that. No, you're done. It's not going to happen. So the crab walk by Bray Wyatt does not intimidate the demon in the slightest, and Bray Wyatt completely flabbergasted
1: by this. I picture you being a good crab walker in an elementary school gymnastic class. the
0: The crab walk, basketball, or soccer. I think I I think I was all right.
1: Yeah, I figured you would be. Yeah, crab walk, (laughs) soccer never hurt anybody. Real athletics, not so much. Pretend athletics, (laughs) (laughs) I did all right.
0: So. uh Yeah, so Wyatt completely uh, doesn't know what to do with the demon. So he gets sling-bladed. He gets the dropkick, the coup de grace. A cover, a win for Finn Balor, the demon, over Bray Wyatt. Your winner, the demon. So this match, Brian. Demon. But uh, Demon, this match, Brian, you thought was a little much. What were what were your thoughts over uh, yeah,
1: I th- I thought Bray Wyatt got. I mean, it was a good match. Just I thought Bray Wyatt, for a guy that's almost twice as big as Finn Balor, got tossed around an awful lot. That's all.
0: Protect your size. Is that what you're saying?
1: Uh, I mean, whatever. It's, <laughs> it's 2017. Nobody protects their size. <laughs> I like I like guys who are I I've like guys who are 160 pounds, German suplex me so. With a bridge? <laughs> no, no not with okay. a bridge.
0: All right. Uh, okay, from there, Kingpin. Raw Tag Team Championships. Sheamus and Cesaro versus Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. Of course, Rollins and Ambrose, two-thirds of the Both shield. Red, too. Red and black. I'll remember that for later. Yeah. And <laughs> so they enter separately. There's no big shield entrance going on they're still in there you know, I, I saw a
1: lot of people saw a lot of people with like talking about like coming out to the shield music coming out to the shield music it's like the shield music is fucking roman reigns music and then some somebody on twitter corrected me with actually it has a couple different instruments and chords thank you it, it's the same music uh, it's the same music they just took out the 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 friggin you know sierra whatever yeah exactly i mean come on stop playing the semantics they weren't going to come out to that music because that's Roman Reigns' music.
0: Wow, you are salty.
1: <laughs>
0: Brian Salty Malonis. Uh, okay, so both teams earlier are showing their continuity together. Of course, Sheamus and Cesaro are the champions. Rollins and Ambrose have long history, so they're both, both teams showing what they can do uh, as a unit. Cesaro pushes Ambrose off the apron at one point, and then Sheamus from the floor hits the big pump kick to kind of uh, put... Ambrose out of action for quite a little while, actually. So Rollins from there goes to dive through the ropes onto both of those guys, Cesaro and Sheamus, gets caught, and a big body slam onto the floor. So the heat on Rollins after that. Uh, Rollins uh, comes back, goes to the hot tag. Ambrose still out cold on the floor from that kick from Sheamus. So at one point, there is a beach ball (laughs) brian apparently that is distracting the folks in the crowd so cesaro completely uh goes out on his own jumps the barricade runs over grabs the bowling ball for himself tears it apart in front of the fans and everyone goes
1: nuts yeah it was great fuck you to the person who brought the beach ball was (laughs) was doing that you know you want to entertain people Fucking go to wrestling school and and, and and like get in the ring and entertain people. Don't be an asshole at the wrestling shows and do that while guys are busting their ass. You paid 300 fucking dollars for your seats there, right? Like, I'm being salty about this one. You paid $300 for your seats to bop around a beach ball and be an asshole and try to be on camera? Or did you pay to watch these guys wrestle? Good for Cesaro. He should have punched him in the face, too.
0: <laughs> so we talked about this a little bit with uh, actually the Playboy brought it up who's... Present watching with us with the with the crowds these days and what's going on with crowds kind of uh, looking to get themselves over rather than to be a part of the overall product.
1: I'm okay with a lot of it, like like if it's interact if it's actually interactive with the thing. But yeah, they're the trying to take it over, the trying to you know like the like the beach ball stuff is really insulting. You know the wave, the wave, ch- the, the yeah, wave
0: yeah, the is chi- in the same.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like and and I mean the wave would be done at sporting events that are boring. Like right it, there's a there's you know you're at a baseball game and it's eleven to one in the sixth inning and the crowd is restless so somebody starts the wave. You know, Wait, n- no, th- not,
0: not a Fenway. They just started once a game, regardless <laughs> yeah. of what's going on.
1: Yeah, then lead
0: right into uh, Sweet Caroline. So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's I mean, it's, I mean, the chants are one thing. I think the chants are a little something different. That that usually is at least the crowd trying to participate and being actively engaged in what's going on but like the beach balls the waves if you're doing that fuck you honestly
0: right the biggest mistake (laughs) wwe ever made was focusing on the crowd when they were doing the wave that time the day after wrestlemania a number of years ago at this point and that kind of gave the crowd the green light to do this stuff to get the focus on themselves and
1: i don't even care about like the yes or the what chan or anything like that i mean they're stupid but again at least you're paying attention to my promo even if it's just to like give you a, a lull to say what? Like, but the beach ball and stuff, it's like, I'm in here killing myself, and you're playing with a fucking beach ball. Right. Eat, eat shit and go fuck yourself. <laughs> eat shit. <laughs> eat my shit. So <laughs> Ambrose, Dean Ambrose. So bravo, Cesaro. Bravo. Bravo.
0: So <laughs> Dean Ambrose stirs and is finally back up on the apron. Uh, he ends up diving onto everyone on the floor at one point, then goes back to the corner. Finally... Uh, Rollins has the chance to make the hot tag. And both of them go wild on the heels. There is a tandem dive onto the heels and the floor. So they set up a finish in the corner. Rollins goes to the uh, ropes. And Rollins ends up being pulled from the ring and laid out. Then Dean uh, comes off the top rope and gets uppercutted for his troubles by Cesaro. There is a superplex by Ambrose. And a frog splash by Rollins. This is a couple minutes later. One, two, and then a save by Cesaro. They go for a double power bomb. Do Rollins and Ambrose. That is a failed attempt. Then there's a Cesaro swing, but he only goes over a couple times because he's a heel. He doesn't want the people to get (laughs) into it. So they go from the Cesaro swing right into the sharpshooter. Um, Rollins gets hit with the, uh, the rolling senton gimmick, the moving violation on the floor. There is a uh, he goes Cesaro in the ring goes from the sharpshooter to the crossface. Now there is a Doomsday device by friggin' uh, what's his face Cesaro much, and Shaman. Much safer
1: than the the Road Warriors just to do it. Right, right, right. They went the back. <laughs> they didn't do the full the full flip. But
0: there was a kick out there. Uh, they're hitting Ambrose with everything in the world, and he keeps on kicking out, and he's begging for more, in fact. He's the lunatic fringe. He is. He's the lunatic fringe. So they go for a spike kryptonite crunch. He's got him held up in the uh, the Irish curse, or whatever the hell they call that, and uh, Cesaro's ready to leap off the top rope, but Rollins leaps to the top rope himself. Hurricane Ron is Cesaro off the top, and Cesaro collides... With Sheamus on the mat, and they both go sprawling all over the place. Super kicks by Seth all over the place. Dirty deeds DDT by Ambrose and a three count right there. New tag team champions of Raw are Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. It's a little weird that Ambrose is hit with ten thousand finishes and kicks <laughs> out and. You know, they take one finish, and there is a three count.
1: Yeah, the, the finishing sequ- sequence was great. Uh, the only thing I'd say is I hope I hope uh, this isn't just Cesaro and Sheamus kind of being pushed to the back burner because I think they've actually become a really big bright spot on, on Raw. I think their team has, uh, which felt really mishmash at first, has really become, again, one of the highlights of Raw. Uh, and I, I really enjoy them as a team and i and I hope they they get the belts back at some point and continue to be the focal point of the raw tag team division.
0: yeah, they both kind of finally found their place
1: yeah i think I think so exactly and I think when they eventually do come out of it, and i don't think they're I don't i don't know it feels like it still has a lot of life to it, but I think they're going to come out of it on the other side, both being better for having this tag team title run.
0: Yeah, let's hope that they uh, keep going in the same form and fashion. So from there is the U.S. Championship, Brian. Shane McMahon is your special referee for this one as Kevin Owens challenges AJ Styles for the U.S. title. You
1: figure the son of a billionaire could afford a shirt that fits him, though, huh? Well,
0: you got to get that thing nice and snug. He's a McMahon. He's a McMahon, for God's sake.
1: Show it off. If you got Genetic jackhammer. Show it if you got it. And
0: uh, does he ever. He has uh,
1: so the so thickest so neck. Why was your ref shirt that tight <laughs> when you refereed uh, my, my tag team, Maja Finway, though?
0: Well, I, I wore my double
1: XL. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> I got a 4XL one. I'll lend it to you Oh, thanks time. very much. <laughs> I'm going to need it.
0: Uh, so the recap, we talked about this uh not too long ago here on the podcast brian uh the recap shows that kevin owens and aj styles in fact wrestled on smackdown already and you know you brought this up previously how things don't seem special because everyone is wrestling everybody every week leading up to the big events so you know how is this match special i mean of course you added shane mcmahon to it to tweak it a little bit but yeah, there's no unique matchups because everyone is always wrestling everyone every week leading up to these big events.
1: Yeah, I'm wondering too, if you hear all the rumors lately of, is Raw SmackDown just going to go to a network thing? Or there's a lot of those things floating around and you wonder how that would change the face of WWE and how they do things. but. <laughs> yeah. cost
0: him a lot of money that's for sure
1: yeah i mean i get I, I get it though i get with the you know you want television ratings so you can't just put enhancement matches on all the time but yeah it'd be nice once in a while on pay-per-view to see a match where wow i really want to see what happens when these guys wrestle for for example in the main event two of the two of the participants
0: and we'll get to that we'll yeah. get to that in just a couple minutes here but uh early on in this match of course shane mcmahon shows his authority there is a hot start attempted anyway. And Shane shuts it down, he sends everyone back to their corners to start this match out correctly.
1: I didn't, under- I didn't quite understand that other than just, I guess, maybe establishing Shane as yes. an authority. Right. Which, uh, do we have to establish Shane McMahon as an authority at this well, he- point? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's been well documented.
0: Okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> uh, of course, Shane McMahon uh, started his uh, career out. Well, I-, I think he started, he was in the uh, WWF merchandise catalog as a model, but he also was a referee at one point. Yes. So he is old school in terms of refereeing. He's calling punches illegal, which is no longer a thing in WWE, but uh, Shane, he, he goes back as a referee. So he's got the old rule book <laughs> that he's referring to, but the, um, the orangeness, let me just say of Shane. McBean. A lot of these guys these days, a lot of the guys last night I was talking about on Twitter, uh, guys in NXT, um, Bobby Roode especially, completely orange. The orangeness <laughs> of Shane McMahon. This is like rivaling chaotic wrestling 2005 <laughs> all over again. Just the level of orange. I,
1: I can't get over the sweatiness of Shane McMahon.
0: He works very hard out there. Just
1: bef- I mean, when he got to promos, he's just drenched. I mean, in this. I mean, this before the bell even rang. Before he had done anything, he was drenched.
0: He's, uh, he's got that huge neck, too. It's like Rivals <laughs> Brock's and, and John Cena's. Just that huge neck. And just for the reference, uh, just to let you know, um, he had those ref pants that were a little too short, his ankles are orange too so it's all over it's an all over tan speaking of old King school fan. he's
1: wearing like wind pants that's <laughs> that
0: is that's I, old school Shane McMahon.
1: I, sure. I didn't even know if they still made those
0: <laughs> and of course we're talking about the tans uh kevin owens is the farmer's tan so <laughs> yes <laughs> he has a tan of his own and but I it's a little admire, bit different i can
1: admire that <laughs> yes
0: uh so Uh, Early on, Owens pushes Shane into the ropes to crotch AJ on the top rope, and there's a lot of back and forth with Shane, Uh, AJ getting in his face, Owens getting in his face, Uh, so Shane, once uh, Owens is down, uh, Shane is checking on him. And Owens pulls Shane on top of him as AJ hits a springboard 450. He kind of pulls him on top of him. He kind of hits him. It doesn't. It's, it's like not, full
1: knees onto like shoulder.
0: Yeah, but he uh, hits probably Owens more than than uh, Shane. But the I guess the effect is there. So all everyone is all laid out from that. So there's a calf crusher by AJ and uh, an eye rake by Owens solves that issue uh owens then pushes aj into shane who bumps out of the ring at one point so the calf crusher again is applied on owens and kevin owens taps but of course shane is on the floor so there is no referee to see that so it doesn't count both of course are getting in shane's face all over the place of course uh, aj getting in shane's face at this point because he didn't call the the finish for the calf crusher Uh, strikes back and forth. AJ goes for a crucifix, can't really get it, but schoolboys him and uh, goes right to the Styles Clash for a two count. Uh, A pop-up powerbomb by Kevin Owens right by the ropes. AJ is able to get his foot on the ropes almost immediately, but Shane goes down and counts three and just as he counts three, he sees it and calls it off saying it's not a three count, but of course, Owens thinks it is, so now Owens is in Shane's face. He pushes Shane. Shane pushes Kevin back, and AJ rolls him up. Schoolboy, one, two, kick out. But from there, it is uh, somewhat academic. AJ hits the phenomenal forearm and hits one more Styles Clash to get the win, retaining the U.S. Championship. AJ over Owens. And what do you have for this match up there kingpin
1: i I think the Shane McMahon stuff might have been a little too much but overall i thought it was i thought it was a good match i thought thought the uh the storytelling was really good with shane mcmahon and obviously they're built into something with with shane and uh kevin owens so um while there might have been a few too many too much interjection from shane i thought it was good i thoroughly enjoyed this match
0: is does this kind of make you uh Think back to last week with uh, Tarzan I'm talking about you got two guys in there like Brock and Angle. What do you need the McMahons running in for well, being a part of it?
1: I mean, this, this is like the 17th time that AJ and Kevin Owens have wrestled on TV. So True. I don't. I mean, I think if it was, you know, first, second, third time encounter. I, I, I don't know. Just the amount they've wrestled on TV and the, there's a belt switch at a house show. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. I don't. I also didn't get. I mean, it was kind of, was kind of pointless. I think in the uh, the whole interjection in the Brock Angle match, I thought it was a little pointless. At least here they paid it off a little bit, and it's going somewhere.
0: All right, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. And it was ten o'clock at this point, and there only two matches left. So you know that these two matches we going to get a little bit of time. The WWE Championship is next. Shinsuke Nakamura. Versus the champion, of course, Jinder Mahal. And violinist Lee England Jr., former guest of the New Age Insiders, was there to play out Nakamura. The crowd is singing along with Nakamura's music really over in front of this crowd. Uh, I know we had talked about it at times that it seemed like maybe it took a little step back, Nakamura, in terms of his popularity, spending so much time in NXT. But, uh, I mean... You can't tell that to these people in Brooklyn. They were right right on top of him. They loved him. So Nakamura was on top early in the match until the Singh brothers distracted him on the floor, and he got knocked off the apron. So there was a lot of heat put on Nakamura at this point. And Shinsuke ended up coming back with kicks, and he went for the Kinshasa on Mahal, but Mahal dodges, and he hits his knee into the turnbuckle, does Nakamura. Uh, So... The finish of this match, the Singh brothers are up on the apron, giving them the business. Nakamura brings one in with a hip toss. The other takes a forearm. He gives Kinshasa's to both of them. Then Mahal steps in, cuts off Nakamura, hits his really modified Cobra Clutch Slam. (laughs) He couldn't really figure out how to get it on, but he got on a variation of it out of nowhere. And... that was it. One, two, three. Mahal <laughs> yeah. wins the match. Kind of seemed like out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially when you consider—pretty uh, sure Nakamura kicked out of a couple like attitude adjusters when he wrestled when he wrestled Cena. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Really weird finish. I thought for sure that was going to be a false finish. I didn't, I didn't necessarily. I mean, I had picked Nakamura in my picks, but it wasn't shocking that he wouldn't win here. But yeah, I think in the manner, I was like, whoa, that was out of nowhere. Oh, I almost felt like time was cut on them or something.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Do you think that this goes anywhere? I mean, Mahal wins. I think it was a one-off. That's, yeah.
1: I, I feel like it was a one-off to get him through the pay-per-view.
0: Very disappointed. I was ready to uh, dance on the table here.
1: <laughs> it might be a little early, though, for the Nakamura title win if he's going to hold it to WrestleMania.
0: Yeah, because everyone knows that I picked. That was my pick. Episode 2 of this podcast. I said, yes. Shinsuke Nakamura will main event the WrestleMania, uh, what is it, 34? Is that what it yes, was? Yes, and
1: I gave you three ways to win, too, which is very generous of me.
0: What would remind the people?
1: Either He's either in the Universal title match, the WWE Championship match, or the final match. If one, of the, if he's in one of those three things, I'll give you the win on it.
0: All right. So, uh, yeah, this is uh, little bump in the road for Nakamura, but hopefully he can get there so we can have him uh, in one of the featured matches at WrestleMania, I guess we'll <laughs> put it. So the main event... Of the show was, of course, I say of course a lot in this podcast, (laughs) for the Universal Championship, a fatal four-way, Braun Strowman versus Samoa Joe versus Roman Reigns versus the champion Brock Lesnar. Uh, There's a nice sign of Roman Reigns that says, Roman Reigns has... Shit emoji for brains, <laughs> which is featured prominently. What, what color
1: it. was Roman's gear too tonight, Mike? It was
0: black and red. <gasps> Ooh. like those other two guys. Ooh, wait a minute! And you were predicting that there was going to be a reunion by the end of the show. <laughs>
1: that's what I was thinking. Yeah, but As, I think I was, that's uh, what they all wanted you to think. They, a little huh? premature. Yeah.
0: I think I think they want to tease the f out of this thing.
1: That's the story of your life, a little (laughs) (laughs) Prematurity. (laughs) Anyway,
0: they did the intros. Of course, JoJo handled the intros. Of course, of course, of course, and Paul Heyman, in turn, handles the intro for Brock Lesnar, Walrus, the Walrus,
1: the Walrus, right? The choo (laughs) This
0: was the Braun Strowman show. Let's just say, (laughs) yes, it. it was. This match was all about making stroman look like an absolute animal an absolute monster and did he ever
1: it was it was awesome it was so awesome
0: the way they teased the meeting of braun and brock uh it started out with roman and stroman out on the floor and then there was i started out with who roman and stroman oh okay <laughs> out on the floor <laughs> and joe and lesnar in the ring there's an overhead belly-to-belly belly right off the bat to Joe from Brock, and Strowman went on the post on the floor. So Roman came in the ring, and then Roman and Lesnar are facing off in the ring. Joe ends up breaking that up. Strowman and Lesnar finally face off in the ring. The people are on their feet. They're loving Strowman. They're loving this thing. Like, like you said earlier, Brian – this isn't something that we see every day. We haven't seen this to death, Strowman and Brock, because, you know, Brock's not there half the time, <laughs> or three quarters of the time, or most of the time, he's not there. So, something like this, the people were really, really, really into. So, Braun clotheslines Lesnar over the top rope, and Joe had Lesnar in a coquina clutch on the floor immediately after this. And Roma goes for the spear, and Joe dodges. So, Lesnar ends up going through the barricade courtesy of Roman Reigns. So Lesnar is uh, in a bad way here. Strowman ends up picking up Brock and power slamming him through one announce table. (laughs) Then from there, Braun Strowman long tosses a chair. (laughs) One of the announcer's chairs from the table where he was, all the way, nails both Samoa Joe and Roman Reigns, and you lit up like a Christmas tree. <laughs>
1: that thought it was great. You loved it.
0: <laughs> it. It was. It was a perfect shot, too. <laughs> and then Strowman. Did
1: they walk through that spot?
0: <laughs> <laughs> then Strowman picks up Brock Lesnar again and slams him, power slams him through table number two. Of course, there are three tables at ringside, of course, of course, of course. <laughs> Let's even get the record, of course. <laughs> Much like Simply for <laughs> yeah. Bruce Pritchard. We'll tie on that. <laughs> so then the last table that's out there, the third table, Braun lifts it, overturns it onto the prone Brock Lesnar, and this turns it into a whole And Corey
1: Graves said.
0: <laughs> it's a couple hundred pounds, that ch- at table. <laughs>
1: That that comment on uh, me quoting that on Twitter, upset Max Smashmaster, felt the need to tell me that wrestling was fake. No, I I understand. It's still a preposterous and funny statement, and I'm going to point it out every single time. Thank you, though. Appreciate it.
0: Wow. Salty.
1: (laughs) No, no, no. Just responding.
0: Okay, so everyone comes down, all the officials, all the referees, uh, EMTs, to remove the table. From the beast, Brock Lesnar. Heyman is screaming. Braun is basically just taking a load off on the stairs, <laughs> just sitting there admiring his work. So Lesnar ends up being stretchered out based on everything that's happened to him. And so he is out of the match. Braun takes those stairs that he was sitting on and starts whacking both of the Samoan Joes with him, of course. <laughs> nice. Samoa
1: Joe and a Samoan named Joe. <laughs> yes.
0: So he's nailing both of them back and forth. Tosses Roman in the ring. And then Roman knocks Brock from the ring with those very same stairs. So uh, Roman and Joe are going at it from this point until Braun is back in the ring because it is the Braun show. Hits a double choke slam on both those guys. Moments later, Brock Lesnar is back he is being you know the, th- the everyone's coming out telling him no 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 don't do it heyman's like no 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 don't do it but <laughs> here he is coming back to the ring to be a part of it again he drops Strowman immediately in the ring starts raining down those big blows and then uh clotheslines him over the top rope That's suplex city there in the ring for a few minutes until braun Strowman is back and uh Brock attempts to suplex Braun Strowman and gets stuffed. So there is no suplexity for Braun Strowman this timeout. Uh, Superman punches from there. Everyone gets <laughs> Superman punched. You get a
1: Superman punch. You yeah, get a Superman <laughs> punch.
0: Everybody gets a Superman punch. A spear by Roman. A kick out from there. Roman goes for it again, but Joe grabs him in the coquina clutch. Great camera work there, right, Kingpin? Fantastic. Uh, Braun then kicks them both. Power slam on Joe in the middle of the ring. One, two, the ref gets pulled out by an ailing Brock Lesnar. And then the power slam is on Roman. Braun nails him with the power slam. And then Brock runs in the ring to uh save his championship. Uh F5 is attempted on Braun Strowman. He gets him up. The crowd goes bananas. But no, he slips behind. Braun picks Brock up for the power slam. No, because a Roman Reigns spear takes out Braun Strowman. From there, the Coquita clutch on Brock Lesnar is turned into an F five. One, two, saved by Roman Reigns, and Roman Reigns is in the ring. Superman punches for Brock Lesnar. One Superman punch, two Superman punch, three Superman punch. Finally, Brock Lesnar is down. He goes for the spear runs across the ring and runs right into an F5 by Brock Lesnar. One, two, three. Lesnar retains the Universal Championship pinning Roman Reigns and uh, Lesnar escapes with the championship. For the first time in his title reign, we can say he narrowly escapes with the title.
1: Yes, and we'll see at Survivor Series.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We'll see what happens with that. So that is your main event. Lesnar is—he's uh, not going anywhere for a little while, looks like.
1: <laughs> well, he might go have a UFC fight, but
0: you never know. You never know. But he <laughs> is uh, under contract till WrestleMania. And what do you think overall about SummerSlam 2017?
1: I thought it was good. I, I wasn't blown away by it, but I thought it was good. I think it was, I, if I, if I was giving it a grade, I'd say solid B.
0: But it, yeah, I, I mean, if not for the main event, what would you give it?
1: Yeah, I mean the yeah the main event brought it up probably more of a C, uh, yeah. but yeah, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't a great pay per view, but it, it was good. It was entertaining. Uh, it was a little long. All these now, you know,
0: didn't seem that long to me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, some of us are dedicated to to making this show good, and some of us uh, just show up whenever. Oh please! <laughs> oh please!
0: So yeah this the show. I would say all the bells and whistles went to the main event. And uh, the people really enjoyed that main event, and they gave him plenty of stuff to enjoy. And we'll see what happens with Braun Strowman, Brock Lesnar going forward. Maybe that's your WrestleMania match. I know it's yeah, I don't been Any
1: crybaby stuff about Roman Reigns at this point? Because he did the job, uh, and you know, Braun Strowman's the guy. I mean, Brock Lesnar comes out the champ, and and Braun Strowman comes out the most over guy in the match. So. Samoa Joe, unfortunately, I think a little lost in the shuffle here, but you, you know you can't have can't have everything.
0: <laughs> so that is our SummerSlam Summit, ladies and gentlemen. We want to get your feedback. Every week we do a segment called Merv Griffin Time, a talkback segment where we interact with you, the listeners. So tweet us at the WPAN on Twitter. That's our Twitter handle with your take on this week's episode, your thoughts on SummerSlam 2017. Use the hashtag WPAN and we'll mention you and your tweets later this week. Because, yes, every Thursday, it's an all-new, all-different episode of the Wrestling Podcast about nothing on BDA Radio. You can vote at the WPAN on Twitter Monday nights to decide what we discuss on that show each week. And you never know what else we'll come up with. So be sure to seek us out each and every week. Also on that feed, you can download past episodes of this very podcast. As they come off the NAI Wrestling Network feed, they get added over there. So it's all on the Wrestling Podcast about nothing feed on your favorite podcast platform, Or you can find it all at BDARadio.com. All right, Brian, it is time for this week's promo about nothing. But before we get into that, let's talk about our sponsor. People ask me, what do you mean, BDARadio.com? What does the BDA stand for? Braun devastates all? Yes, Strowman was the man tonight in Brooklyn, and I mean it. But BDA Radio means the most unique commentary on mixed martial arts and pro wrestling on the internet. They don't break news. They break the news with their wild commentary regarding MMA and wrestling. Head over to BDAradio.com and check out all the latest news on UFC, Bellator, WWE, and much more.
1: Roar!
0: DARadio.com.
1: And my kids just woke up. Oops.
0: <laughs> all right, Brian, let's get right into it. Promo about nothing. The year is not exactly known. Oh. I will say the early 1990s. Okay. And it is the WWE, but not World Wrestling Entertainment. Oh. There was a WWE called World Wrestling Empire that existed, I believe, in Oklahoma.
1: (laughs) So what you're telling me here. Is there some dude in Oklahoma right now that's claiming the WWE stole their name from him? I'm guessing. I'm (laughs) I'm sure
0: there was some sort of settlement at some point down the line. But uh, World Wrestling Empire had a number of devastating – a number of amazing talents. Let me just say that. And among them is Michael The Rock Johnson, not Dwayne the rock johnson oh boy but michael the rock johnson let's take a listen to this week's promo about nothing this is the ledge with michael the rock johnson he's got a few comments and surprises for his upcoming match with Anni- annihilator uh michael tell me about something moonsault yeah the moonsault i got it for you annihilator I'm going to come off that top rope and eliminate you from this business. You ain't going to be around to do anything. I'm finished with you, Raymond, and any of his, his little protégés he got. But I'm finished with it, and I'm sick of all this cheating and the, what this came. I'm, I'm, no, we, ain't, we can't have that. No, ain't going to be no more of that here. No more. If you do it, you're going to get eliminated. That's way it goes. The name of the game. Well, there you have it, Annihilator. Michael The Rock Johnson's coming after you next week. This is The Ledge with Michael The Rock Johnson for the World Wrestling Empire. <laughs> the Rock. <He's>, <laughs> <laughs> if you did, if you need to know that uh, that was not Dwayne The Rock Johnson, now you know. <laughs> that's,
1: you've heard it. <laughs> you think of the early 90s, though, you said, right? I think so. So this is pre-dates, because at first I was thinking, like, oh, is this dude just going to do, like, a cheesy rock impersonation? But then I think I've actually seen this problem before.
0: Yes, because it was submitted to us a number of months ago by Big Bad Harmon
1: of the Maine Event
0: Podcast. Of course, that is the state of Maine, M-A-I-N-E, Event Podcast. You can look those guys up on all podcast platforms, good friends of ours. Big Bad Harmon submitted that a number of months ago. I never got to it, and I finally found it and uh it's part of our promo about nothing but i like how he is prompted at the beginning by saying what's this about a moonsault (laughs) and i'm sure this is something that the guy probably said to him yay when we do this promo make sure you ask me about the moonsault (laughs) so he says what about the moonsault says yeah the moonsault and then just moves right on and says yeah i'm gonna annihilate you and eliminate (laughs)
1: you and Can't have none of that around here.
0: So the moonsault just goes immediately out the window. And this is like, I'm reminded of the fantasy camps. There's one coming up (laughs) very shortly at the New England Pro Wrestling Academy. And this is like the first promo where (laughs) the guy always has to grab the microphone there's there's a, guy, there's a guy out there to hold the microphone for you. That's what he's there for. That's part of his job, to hold the microphone for you. But for some reason, they always had to grab the microphone out of the guy's hands Of course. And take it and stumble through something and not be sure of what the hell he's saying. But uh, that's kind of what it is. And at the end, he's, thank you very much, hands the microphone back to the guy. <laughs> and that's how we end this thing. You but
1: m- You might be a right-neck if. he's got those oakley sunglasses looking
0: like every other guy in the 1990s but uh yeah the terrible rock johnson michael rock johnson
1: (laughs) michael the rock johnson again michael the rock johnson somewhere is telling his children or his grandchildren now at this point how the Rock stole his gimmick, guaranteed. And he was
0: he used to be in the WWE. Yeah, exactly. He used to be in the <laughs> WWE,
1: and he was the original Rock. <laughs> I'm sure
0: that's uh, that's happening right now. But uh, if you want to see this guy and uh, hear the video, find the link to the video in the description of this episode on the New Age Insiders Wrestling Network. Okay, Kingpin. You are hitting the highways and byways, crisscrossing this great nation of ours, plying your trade as a professional wrestler. And what are those dates you got?
1: This Wednesday night, Mike, I'll be heading to Malden, Massachusetts, for UFO Wrestling, defending the UFO Wrestling Championship against the Dirty Daddy, Chris Dickinson, in a first-time-ever encounter. Mm -hmm. Find UFO Wrestling on uh, all social media platforms for ticket and full card information then on Saturday I'm heading to Salisbury Massachusetts Atlantic Pro wrestling hey what do you know I'm in the main event again there too Mike oh, teaming with champion John the juggernaut Poe against Tim Lennox and Dan Terry mr d t f himself gotta go to a new page Mike sorry oh my goodness <laughs> it's all happening yes yes okay. and then uh, a big one mike september the 8th we didn't talk about it yet but i uh, had some issues uh, maybe somebody can add to my feud list uh badass billy gunn oh uh, had an encounter with him at chaotic wrestling this past weekend well the rematch has been signed this time a one-on-one encounter he can't hide behind elia and warbeard hansen this time so September 8th where is that September 8th at Campanelli Stadium in Brockton Massachusetts also on this show Mick Foley uh, Spike Dudley uh,
0: (laughs) many many more Chavo
1: Guerrero yeah it's a big show it's in Brockton Mass at a football stadium um, it's a big one. Uh, last year was awesome Ed Kevin Nash there. Uh, but, yeah, this is a great show, Top Row Promotions. Find Top Row Promotions on all social media platforms and brownpapertickets.com. I'd recommend getting your tickets ahead of time on this one. There's lots of great meet-and-greet packages out there as well. September the 10th, then, Mike, I'm heading out to the East Field Mall out in western Massachusetts, Pioneer Valley Pro Wrestling. I'll be taking on Wrecking Ball Ligurski. Also in attendance on this one, the Total Package Lex Lute and tugboat what yes <laughs> wow, make sure you get your Hulk Hogan friendship bracelet yes tugboats actually also uh, on the uh, on the event September the 8th as well so my goodness yes yeah, so I'll be I'll be spending lots of time with with tugboat and okay. <laughs> And then, hey, uh, I'm I'm not officially plugging this date because I'm not a part of it yet, but uh, Limitless Wrestling, you head to my Twitter because I got it pinned on the top there, but also head over to the Limitless Wrestling Twitter and vote for me to take part in the six-man scramble. I can't believe that I have to earn a, a vote to get on this professional wrestling show. They should want to have me there, but I have to win a fan vote to get on, so go vote for me. Go vote for the kingpin. Yes. Uh, Pin to the top of your
0: page, at Brian Malonis on Twitter. At Brian
1: Malonis. Yeah, if you're listening to this podcast right now, go, immediately vote. And then come back and finish listening.
0: (laughs) And uh, at Brian Malonis is also where you can DM you for a future wrestling booking, or you can email... Slide
1: into my DMs. Or
0: you can email Brian Malonis at Comcast.net. Putting over podcasts is a Facebook group dedicated to all pro wrestling podcasts. I'm involved, the Kingpin's involved, and we're all talking about our favorite podcast, The Pritchard Show, all of our favorites over there at Putting Over Podcasts, the Facebook group. Just search it out, join, we will add you, and uh, become a part of the community over there. Booking the Territory, a big week for Mike Mills last week on Booking the Territory. On Sunday, he had the Smoky Mountain Show This past Thursday, he had Jim Cornette, the owner of Smokey Mountain Wrestling, in the house, in attendance. That is going to be a couple parts, their interview with Jim Cornette. Uh, Starting last week, going to continue this Thursday. Make sure you find Booking the Territory. MikeMills.Podbean.com is a good place to find them. Or anywhere you get your podcasts, you can subscribe to Mike Mills' fine podcast called Booking the Territory. Another great one, Checking the Boots. That is with Referee Tony S., with Chip K. Fabe. Find them wherever podcasts are available. They're doing it each and every Sunday. Check in with them at Check in the Boots. And lastly, Rundown, the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. you got the Rundown sit-downs, the interviews every week. Part two with Jason Rumble should be up by the time you hear this. Plus, They have their regular show on Wednesdays. You got the Nitro Mania show. You got the retro NXT recaps all on the Rundown Wrestling Podcast feed. And, of course, we hope you continue to listen to the NAI Wrestling Network all week long. DC and Doc Talk, The Pipe Bomb with McCool and Company, Rant with Ant, Late Night Liam, Indie Pop, and The Show That Shall Not Be Named. If you want to support our efforts, the best way to do so is buying our t-shirt. Please pick up the Curtain Jerker WPAN t-shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com slash New Age Insiders or or visit facebook.com slash DWPAN. Hit that big blue shop now button. It will take you directly to our shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees you can make your purchase. We really appreciate your support. Okay, thank you for listening to this edition of the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. We are back Thursday with the WPAN on BDA radio search WPAN on your favorite podcatcher or go to bda.radio.com to find us. Then join us here next Monday for the wrestling podcast about nothing on the new age insiders wrestling network, episode number 71 until then he is the kingpin, Brian Malone's I'm Mike Crockett big ups to Mucko and thanks for nothing.